We are the Coin Boys, your average everyday crypto bros. That's right. It's Andy, producer by the way, or producer B2W on Twitter. And then Danny Gutz is sitting with me right here. What's up, everybody? D Gutierrez84, if you feel so inclined. Before we introduce our guests, I just wanted to, at the top, just say, hey, we got our website. It's thecoinboys.com. Check out. We're on Google Play soundcloud or itunes we have the blog now daniel yes we're putting up more and more stuff uh all every week it's nice yeah and we're leading up to uh wcc's coming up which so we're going to be in vegas for halloween and we're ramping up this uh this blocktober which has been kind of crazy or like they say uh but did you make that up right now no no someone else did <laughs> on actually that, instagram Instagram. Okay. And I'll tell you off the podcast you told me. Got it. Uh, and I think it's wonderful because uh, Blocktober, literally this month has been pretty nuts for like influencers. Like a lot of interviews are happening. Yeah, it's Stuff is awesome. happening. Speaking of interviews, we have an old friend since we started, uh, Jack with Crypto Collective and his two partners, Jesse and Jeff, on the show with us today because we're going to talk about masternodes. What's up, guys? What's going What's on? Up? What's up, man? So this is really cool to have so many people on one on one call. That's awesome. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So off the top, first, just to kind of intro people to what you do, you guys, who you guys are. I'd love to just kind of like right off the top, give me a little bit on what Crypto Collective is before I kind of go back into who individually you guys are. Tell me about what you guys do and what you know. You have a website, and you know you're very much involved in the crypto social media scene. So, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, thanks again for having us on, fellas. Um, we're excited to be here. Um, so Crypto Collective, there's actually a group of five of us. So Jeff, Jesse, and I um, are, are three out of the five. Um, we're a group of cryptocurrency and blockchain investors, uh, advisors, and educators uh, is the best way to describe us. Um, we got started in the space about two years ago. Um, and we're really just trading together. Um, we would we would call each other about four or five days a week and be on the phone together for, you know, hours at a time, trade day trading together and and talking crap and so on and so forth. And uh, got to the point where we were like, you know, we should do something about this. Uh, and guys, if you remember, this was right around the time too when crypto was getting a bad name uh, in the media and that kind of stuff. Yeah, People were talking about the Silk Road and how many drug dealers. Silk Road and all that stuff. Yeah, that was- yeah, exactly. And, you know, and at, at the same time, people were losing money investing into shit coins and shit projects and so on and so forth. And we felt that there is an area to come in from an educational point of view. Right. Um, and we felt that if we could educate people uh, and get them familiar with the space uh, and get them off on the right foot, uh, that we could avoid a lot of that and start to build back up the good reputation of cryptocurrency and blockchain. Uh, so we did that, started a couple social media channels, put up our website, have a beginner's guide, a guide to ICOs, masternodes, so on and so forth. Um, and now, you know, spread a lot of our knowledge and uh, information through our social media channels, um, through, you know, group chats and, and Telegram and that kind of stuff and um, are, are heavily involved in the investor community and have a great network worldwide um, that you know, we love to interact with on a weekly basis. And, you know, other than that, we're, we're basically here for a resource for people in cryptocurrency, um, and particularly for those people that are interested in masternodes, uh, which we're going to talk about today. Yes, that's yeah. definitely what we want to do. Yeah, and to, and to add to that, too, like one of one of the things that makes our team really strong is the, the difference of backgrounds in our team. Um, we, we all come, some of us come from a technical background, um, others come from a financial background. And we all came together into a space that we love 
and and you know it, it just makes us a really successful team so that's awesome hey th- hey you guys got five people working together that's never easy that's very um, difficult especially I, I give you guys uh, you know hats off it sounds like you guys are and you guys are based in colorado right correct yeah, that's, Denver, colorado. that's right and then we have ugo who who we like to ca- kind of call like our worldwide our global representative um who who did pretty well investing early on was in the game a little bit earlier than any of us were um and is now kind of living the the crypto luxury life and representing us on a on a global scale uh talking to different projects that we that we work with and help out um and and so he he's he's a traveler he's he's the remote guy he's the globe trotter all right cool wow that's pretty cool and like what are your i just out of curiosity you guys are you know uh decently young guys right what are your age ranges just out of curiosity uh there's four of us in our 20s um um two of us in the well actually i guess we're all in the latter half like 25 to 30 range is that that's right and then uh ugo is a little older i believe he's in his uh mid 30s is that correct Jeff? no he's a senior uh, <laughs> yeah not really mid 30s but like early 30s i was really 30 <laughs> gotcha i feel you guys so old. you know he'll be mad at you if you get him the wrong age <laughs> yeah, that's right yeah <laughs> don't make him come back to the state <laughs> so no no so the reason i asked uh the age is because you guys are pretty much in the middle of the millennial thing and you guys are choosing a path to like really push forward in like the crypto space as young entrepreneurs I think that's really cool. Um, and that's what we're going to see for the time being because all the old folks don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> completely. <laughs> and, and, and also, guys, like the thing is, like a lot of people in our age range right now, you know, they feel like they didn't really have the chance to take advantage of that, the dot com bubble. And with the blockchain right now in such early stages, they feel like they can't miss another opportunity to set themselves off, uh, up for life. So they just, you know, everyone is jumping into this space right now because they see the future in it. Yeah, so. th- that's a really great point. Uh, it's the next, it's the next, like, what, like, train the catch that's going to, like, blow everyone exactly. out of the water, make everyone rich. Uh, it's the whole dream. It's the dream again. You know, I think that's the aspect also about, around crypto is that dream you know, of, like, I don't want to say having a Lambo, but just, like, you know, doing well. <laughs> yeah. Doing decent. <laughs> C- catching one of the waves at least. Yes. Oh, totally. The yeah, last totally. wave will definitely be our grandparents because that's how we know we had to get off of Facebook when my grandma started adding me. So <laughs> that's, right. that's, a, that's a good indicator, huh? Yeah, <laughs> we start getting... <laughs> this is oh, it. That's right. As soon as like the super up close selfies start start appearing, that's that's right around the time I start to block family Ooh, members. Yeah. There you go. See, <laughs> we, that's why you know we are on the, the forefront of technology. We know when to get out, guys. So listen to us. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. All right. So the big topic that we wanted to talk to you guys about today is something that we always say we we speak these words out loud, but we don't really. I've never really understood exactly what it is that they do, how they function, um, and and how they can incorporate into somebody's portfolio, so on and so forth. Now we don't really talk about price, but investing is obviously very important, and and a, and a whole part of doing your own research here. So, guys, what are masternodes who wants to take that one um if you think about regular nodes in a in a bitcoin environment like a pro they do this they have the same functions as those regular nodes but they have added functionalities that they provide um such as private sending of transactions so you can do anonymous transactions 
um, okay. instant, oh. right? Um, because those transactions are instantaneous, they actually make the network uh, a lot faster than just a regular proof of work environment. And also, um, they provide this thing called a governance and voting on top of service. What that means is anyone that owns a masternode actually has a vote in every decision that has to do with the blockchain ecosystem that they own. So this actually entitles masternode owners and, and pushes them to play by the rules and play them. Whereas in a proof-of-work environment with the miners, they could do whatever they want to make money. They know they have the hardware and they can move they can move to any other coin whenever they want. So that's kind of that's kind of the thing with masternodes. They empower the users, they empower the owners to play by the rules and to provide additional services. Okay. Yep. So wait, and so I, I was, wait, I was just really quick. I was under the impression that anybody. This is where I was confused. I thought anybody who has some sort of uh, investment in any token automatically got some sort of vote. Um, but you're saying it's the masternodes specifically who are the ones who gets the votes. So yeah, so it's uh, the masternode owner because. You know, to run a masternode, you're required to have a collateral, a certain amount of coins of that cryptocurrency, pretty much. So the moment that you actually have that amount and you're actually running a node on the ecosystem, then you get a vote. It's not just owning the cryptocurrency. You have to have that required amount first. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I think, it, like, and that was a really good explanation, Jeff. Thanks. And um, I think it, it's easier to explain, especially for people that haven't, uh, heard of masternodes before may not know exactly how like proof of work and proof of stake function and, and differentiate from each other. Um, I think it's important to kind of clarify that first. So, you know, proof of work in a proof of work environment with it, which is the traditional uh, consensus algorithm, right. For, for mining um, Bitcoin and, and other uh, cryptocurrencies, your, your mining rewards are proportional to the amount of computing power that you control in the network, right? So you're actually running, you know, ASIC miners, these GPUs that are connected to the Bitcoin network uh, and verify and validate transactions that come through on the Bitcoin blockchain, right? Um, and they're incentivized to do so because when their mining rig ver does that va does that validation um, of a block, they are rewarded with the native currency that they're mining, uh, you know, in this case, Bitcoin or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. So. That's proof of work. That's how proof of work works. Um, again, and I'll repeat, it's pr your rewards are proportional to the amount of computing power that you can con that you control in the network. So proof of stake is similar, uh, except with proof of stake, your mining rewards are proportional to the number of coins that you hold in the network. So rather than forking over uh, hardware power, you know, in in the form of an ASIC miner or something like that. You're actually forking over. You're buying into, um, you know, a native currency. You're actually purchasing tokens or coins, and you are collateralizing them in the network. So you're actually putting them in a, in this special part of your wallet, uh, your your native wallet that that lies on your desktop. Mm -hmm. uh, you're actually putting them in a portion of your wallet that's collateralized into the network and locked up. Uh, and that's encrypted with your your password that you create and you safely store and everything. So that basically tells the network that you are incentivized for the greater good of this coin. Uh, you know, you're putting up capital essentially to say that, you know, I'm a good actor in this space and that 
uh, I'm going to verify and validate these transactions uh, accordingly. And the way that the verifi verification and the validation happens as opposed to proof of work uh, and proof of stake uh, and masternodes, you actually utilize VPSs and cloud networks. So virtual private servers like Ubuntu and Vulture and that kind of stuff. Uh, so you're buying these essentially cloud servers and paying a certain amount per month, you know, five to ten dollars in most cases for uh, the amount of space and uh, RAM that you need. And instead of connecting to these hardware devices on, you know, like the Bitcoin blockchain uh, with proof of stake and masternode networks, you're connecting to these virtual private servers, which are running a source code uh, that connects to your wallet and the blockchain and allows you to verify, verify and validate transactions that way. Uh, so you're doing the same thing at the end of the day, but with proof of stake, uh, the, argue, the argument could be made that it's much cheaper, uh, specifically when we talk about the electrical consumption side of things mm -hmm. uh, than work. Uh, so I know I rambled on yeah. there, but I hope that gave a bit better of what masternodes are. Uh, and that is a specified number of tokens that you have to collateralize in a proof of stake ecosystem, the native currency. You own what is called a masternode, which is which is very similar to owning a node on a traditional proof of work uh, uh, blockchain. Um, it's it's the same thing. You are now a node in the network that communicates with the blockchain and and, and has the ability to verify and validate transactions. And when doing so. And if successful in doing so, you are rewarded uh, in, with transaction rewards in the form of that native currency. So you're, you're essentially creating passive income in the same way as traditional mining. Why do we need to know about masternodes? Yeah, like why would a new person need? I think it's something that people don't even know about. And, and you know, I'll be honest, like I'm not very formed on it. Um, and I'm hoping to, obviously, in this episode, I'm learning already a lot. But why do new people need to know about masternodes? The reason that's masternode is because they realize that at some point, the people on the proof of work side of things, the miners, right? Um, at some point, they needed a way to fix all the mistakes that they make, fix all the errors that they make. So they needed a more secure protocol in order to supplement the existing chain that they had. And which is why that's where masternodes come in. Masternodes actually help you secure your network. Because the thing with masternodes, they're so much faster and they're so much po more powerful than regular nodes that they're able to validate transactions faster than regular nodes can. And sometimes in the blockchain, what happens without getting too technical, um, depending on how much um, monopoly some a, mine, a mining pool might have on the ecosystem, um, there might be some errors happening. There might be some blocks getting offered. And the thing with masternodes, they, they're able to actually fix those errors and, and validate transactions the right way. And over time, it makes the network more secure. So that's why most 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 ecosystems, most chains are adopting the functionalities. And it's actually called proof of service uh, by Dash right now. So I was just going to add something onto that because you guys explained a lot of that great stuff. But it really does add, um, you know, a lot more stability to the project as well. When it's like that, when it's dispersed evenly like that, and rather than then you're having a lot of these third-party miners that get involved, um, you know, it's 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 kind of getting outside of the network. So when you have it all in-house, in a sense, um, 
you know, the stability comes into it. And then a lot more of, you know, there's a lot more trust in the entire thing in the process of everything. Like how Jeff said, um, it really does make it a lot more powerful and scalable for the project in itself. Right. And I would just, if I, I, I know we, we can move on to the next question. I was just going to add thing, uh, was, you know, it, I think masternodes and proof of stake, um, you know, as these guys mentioned, it's going to be a part of the story of cryptocurrency and blockchain's growth, right? So, you know, proof of work, the traditional consensus algorithm is, as we, in protocol, as we talked about, proof of stake, um, you've got proof of service, you've got proof of authority, all of these different, uh, you know, consensus mechanisms coming out. And, you know, we haven't quite gotten to one that has nailed it home or that covers all of the bases and is perfect, right? Um, we're still iterating and improving. And, and so our core belief is that over the next several years, we, we think that proof of stake and masternodes are going to become much more popular in the cryptocurrency ecosystem. And it's going to be something that learning about now will set you up um, advantageously so for the future. Uh, because it's it's something that's going to become much more popular. And while we while we don't necessarily um, you know believe it's the end all be all and that proof of stake um, you know is the perfect solution or anything, like I said, it, it's part of the story and it's going to be part of um, you know cryptocurrencies growth. And so learning about it now will set you up well uh, for, the, for the years to come. Got that's it. really cool. So this brings up to. I feel I feel the next few questions are at a different level of people. The first quite the first level of person that I that I that I want to kind of address is somebody who is not looking to run their own masternode or or somebody who is not looking to um, invest in their own masternode. Uh, but they but what should they look for in masternodes before investing in a in a token or a coin? What 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 do you guys look for? Uh, um, in terms of, uh, you know, red flags or, or definitely, you know, sure. go forward science. Like a vetting, like a vetting process. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, there's a couple different things. And Jesse, Jeff, add in whenever, please. Um, so just off the top of my head, obviously, I think with any project, this is true. Uh, and, and for masternodes, it's no different. Uh, you know, we look at the utility and the use case of the token of, of the native currency. You know, is this project actually a legitimate project that's solving a real problem, um, you know, that has real market value um, and, you know, promise for legitimate growth into the future? Um, then, you know, we move on to things like, you know, after we've kind of considered that and, and have said, OK, this project passes, you know, that that little test, we think this, this is a legitimate use case and everything. We'll go on, we'll hop on discords, telegram chats, um, you know, any means of communication that these communities have, the existing communities surrounding the masternodes. And we'll go, you know, talk to these people and, and get feedback from existing masternode owners. You know, how is the dev, is the, is the development team, um, uh, you know, responsive? Are they helpful? Uh, you know, have they been shady? Is the communication, um, you know, constantly there? Are they making improvements constantly? So on and so forth, right? And if if they're not doing a lot of those things, it's often a red flag because um, there are a ton of masternodes, and Jesse and Jeff will back me up on this, that, you know, people are just coming in, taking advantage of huge ROI, so these coins will just pump. I mean, just like a, a lot of, you know, shitcoin 
your utility tokens and stuff, and then they'll just dump and you know go to the price of zero essentially. Um, so looking out, and you, and you can catch a lot of those red flags in the Telegram discussions and, and Discord and that kind of that kind of thing. And to yep. be honest, one of our best investments in Masternodes, and I won't I won't name what node it was. Um, one of our best investments was like one percent pre-mine, literally. Yeah. Because because those guys they feel like they're gonna they're gonna take the minimum amount of coins just to show the community that they really care for this project and they really care to make it successful. And there's and yeah, Jeff and I completely agree. And I was gonna say that. And and one thing too, just on top of it all, is uh, it's it's good and bad um, with a lot of the information that there is out there with masternodes and like the resources. It's kind of limited and pretty scarce, you know. So that's where. It does come with you having to really dig deep into some of these stuff and find those indicators that Jeff was talking about um, and really dig, especially like even in, on basic stuff of even seeing like, do they even have a roadmap? So those are, you know, quick and, and, and fast indicators for a lot of people that are really just barely starting to look into it and to find a lot of those that they can see, wow, this doesn't even have a roadmap. This doesn't even show, you know, a picture of the team. It doesn't show a lot of the things that they're actually doing or it's just a nice website or it's a, you know, a shitty website. You know, you can start to see and that's how you can really start to judge. And that's where you can kind of really compare it to some of these other nice ones, right? Like if you're really starting not really on a technical side. Wait, if Ryan Gosling's on their board of directors on their website, then I should look the other way. So yeah, you know, exactly. If Jesus. Do you remember that? Do you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) I do. I do. Someone put him on their board of directors and that was awesome. (laughs) Sorry. Dude, they had that. No, exactly. Or like when you got like Jesus coin, you know, and, the, and yes. <laughs> you kind of know something's a little shady, right? Yeah. You're like, ah, send him blockchain to heaven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, really like to, to bring it all to a wrap, like, you know, like Jeff and Jesse were saying, it's it's very similar to vetting any token or or coin out there, right? Like you, you go through the very similar steps and it's it's pretty easy to tell which which ones are shit and aren't backed by real people or a legitimate organization or anything like that and once you kind of get can get past that stuff then then things become easier um and really i i wanted to mention one thing just while we're on the topic there's kind of like two two levels of of masternodes i would say if you had to clump them into two big groups there's there's these really low market cap masternodes that um, it's kind of this whole, it's almost like this back alley of like Twitter and Telegram, um, even farther back than the general crypto, you know, crypto Twitter, crypto Telegram and all of that, that are, you know, a group of, you know, a couple thousand people all over the world that are like heavily investing in these like smaller market cap masternode coins and profiting quite a bit and and in some cases are very successful in doing so so you've got a lot of projects like that that are you know the same carry the same characteristics as pump and dump you know typical pump and dump coins and that kind of thing um and and actually i'll say there's there's more it's more like three categories then you've got a middle tier where you know you've you've got um coins that are that have a decent size market cap or are pushing volumes of you know more than like a hundred thousand dollars in a 24-hour period that kind of thing um that are a little less risky and you know are are more stable and um oftentimes characterized by more legitimate projects and then you've got like the top tier where you know you've got projects like v chain who are coming out with different tiers of master nodes um 
and, and, and that kind of thing that are, you know, legitimate projects that are in the space and have been proven um, to be legitimate that are now introducing, as Jeff mentioned earlier, um, you know, supplementary, uh, you know, verification and validation measures uh, with proof of stake and masternodes on top of, you know, what could be a, a proof of work protocol, you know, so um, those are kind of the three yep. tiers and, and we, we screw around in kind of all three areas, but, yep. um, you know. And, and, and in regards to the vetting process, uh, I, I would invite you guys and maybe your audience as well to check out our website, uh, cryptocollective.io. Uh, we spent a lot of time, you know, kind of like writing down the steps for vetting mass nodes. And part of it came from, you know, losing a lot of money investing in mass nodes early stages, right? We kind of had to do a trial and error approach to figure out how to really vet these master nodes and really like communicate to everybody the right way to look at them. So, yeah, and yeah. if you guys want to go to their website, they are actually under our partners page, right? Yeah, there. and you can click their logo and head right, right over. over there. And then vice versa. Thanks for adding us to uh, your partners page with putting our podcast links up there. I really oh, yeah. We appreciate it. It was really cool. Coin boys are the tits, man. We love them. <laughs> love it. The tits podcast is a different Big podcast, tits. but they're good. <laughs> there is a tits <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, we, we, but anyways, um, but I have yeah. one quick, which kind of to wrap it up for 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 like the more advanced for somebody who is intentionally trying to look into a, a token to to run a node. Um, is there any different? Uh, is there any more steps that they should look for before before investing or is this pretty much the same either way whether you're a regular investor or a node investor um if you get a little deeper into it you, you can get into things like um you know Your actual wallet well yeah and like obviously you'll look into the volume yeah. liquidity and that kind of thing like you'll never these coins like i said They'll, they'll, one day they'll, their volume in a 24 hour period will be, you know, $120,000 and the next day it might be 5k, you know, and all of a sudden your investment becomes like super illiquid. Um, so something we'll pay attention to when we find a project that we you know have our eyes on and is now on our radar is we'll kind of watch it for a week or two, um, even three, four in some cases to make sure it's stable. Uh, and, you know, hopefully in, in cases growing uh, in terms of their volume uh, and, and that type of thing. Um, yeah. You also look at, you know, the rewards um, versus the ROI percentage. And you can even, you know, compare that to the number of masternodes. So uh, there's actually a great, and Jeff can speak, speak more to this too. There's a great yeah, website would... called masternodes.online that lists actually uh, a, a majority of the coins or tokens that um, provide masternodes um, or have the ability to get a masternode. So that's a good starting point. And there's a lot of, they have a cool little graph that you can uh, look at a, a couple different plots that can give you some good indicators on as well. Um, yeah. Jeff can speak more to that. Yeah. And, and I think, like Jack said earlier, I think it also really has to do with, um, what type of node you're going into. Like if it's a low market cap node, like he was talking about earlier, you know, those, a lot of those guys, the reward structure over time, it really, it usually reduces. So it depends on what cycle, like at what point of the, the master node life cycle you're actually trying to get in. Um, and you know, you might get in and, and get a lot of rewards and then the volume just goes down and then your rewards are worth nothing. Um, you know, right. you have, you also have to look at the wallet and see, look at the rewards frequency, you know, see if you're missing a lot of rewards and things like that. 
that that usually shows that the project is not being maintained correctly. Um, so those are little things that you kind of have to look at if you're really trying to do your research, advanced research, and getting into any of these master notes. Um, look at the wallet behavior. Look at the sometimes you know what we're doing right now. Um, we, we haven't made this public yet, but we're aggregating a lot of data on uh, through our API uh, tools that I built. Um, to kind of figure out the similarities between good master nodes, you know, the algorithm and stuff like that. Uh, if you really want to get serious with master nodes, um, you know, those are things that you could do. You can look in the past and look at master nodes that were successful and see what they have in common, uh, see how the wallet behave and things like that. That's so, awesome. You guys are, are super informative and I've learned a lot. Yeah, uh, I knew I'm, nothing. And now, <laughs> now I'm really interested <laughs> in this. Yeah. And I, uh, and I think I am a master node owner for one of the coins. I just didn't know this. So we'll find out. That's cool. That's hilarious. Um, just before we kind of round things out and you guys play a fun little game show we have, I have one question for you guys since you're in Colorado. Any adoption you guys notice in public, in stores, accepting Bitcoin out there? I know, you know, obviously cannabis is exploding here in la you know we're legal too now so but they haven't accepted any crypto yet right so i'm wondering what what's like the crypto lifestyle out there i honestly i don't see um i don't see a lot of like you know crypto activities in the stores but um around it i see a lot of meetups there's plenty of meetups and i think yep. colorado probably has the most blockchain meetups i've ever seen like it's crazy yeah and weekly the new governor here is really like blockchain prone like i think um i think he's been hosting a lot of meetups uh for blockchain and stuff like that and there's cool. also a lot of bitcoin atms it's really cool and uh i've seen a lot of people with with the BitPay debit card have you guys heard of it we, we have it we have it we use it a lot yeah i do use it a lot too there's plenty oh, of nice people with another BitPay user well. like us let me ask you yeah. something while i got you on BitPay. have you ever been declined at certain places by it I have actually. Me too. It's weird, right? I, I'm not sure. It's I, weird. I didn't look into it. I didn't look into it, but I I think it has to do with the third party so, vendor that they have, the yeah. merchant. I think I figured it out. It is with the third party, but I called them, and I said I was I was actually out drinking in L.A. one night, and I and I use you know BitPay, and uh, they declined me at the restaurant, and then I went to ATM and got declined again. So I called them and they said that that some places don't accept prepaid credit cards and that's what it's considered. It depends on the merchant is very different between every third party when you use BitPay and the, but I think their point of sale system. That makes sense. Because in Vegas, it, in Vegas, it, decan, it declined me twice and that was embarrassing. Uh, oh man, times. that's gonna be so embarrassing. <laughs> I yeah. think I think honestly, uh, I got declined. I think I was in Maryland and I was trying to get a, a, a bottles with my friends and I got declined. And I had like, I had like seven girls in my on my table, man. It was yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. I I had half a girl, so it worked. <laughs> so we're we're very similar. Uh, it was bad, but it was that, a good night still. I'm gonna have to hear that story you in know, Vegas. Trust dude. me, in Vegas is gonna be a fun story with that one. I'm glad you told me that they don't take it in Vegas because well, I was planning on bringing oh, in a couple in a couple Vegas. of places. It wasn't the whole. It wasn't Can all you of Vegas. Use ATMs a couple. It was a couple. Use ATM. Definitely use ATM. Um, the normal way you use it. It's just in certain restaurants, depending on who their point of sale system is. I know is. the places now. I've It's been three places in LA that have declined me, and I know where they are. So I just. And they're on your list. They're on my list. I heard of something that's really uh, on the come up right now um, people getting barcode tattoos just to accept Bitcoin payments. 
Yeah, so. I've heard of a couple strippers in Vegas yeah. who have barco tattoos. Yes, see, yes see, uh, those are the real entrepreneurs right there. They really <laughs> true. <laughs> so awesome. Well, guys. Uh, Jack, you're back, right? Yes, back ready. Are you ready? You're gonna you're you're gonna play shit corner Pokemon, right? <laughs> all right, let's all right. Let's so, so, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for the theme song too? Shitcoin or Pokemon, folks, are you ready to play Shitcoin or Pokemon? Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, so just real quick, fourteen words are going to be said by Daniel. Uh, basically, it's going to be a Shitcoin or a Pokemon. You have to pick one. The no one has ever gotten fourteen right. That's the only way to win. But Bitcoin Bella still holds the trophy at twelve correct. Okay. All right. All right, Jack. Welcome to the next greatest game show. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Very quickly, you. T- I say a name. You tell me if it is a shitcoin or a Pokemon. Are you ready to go? Got it. I'm honored. Let's do it. First one is Tangrowth. Shitcoin. Pokemon. Sam. Archin. Shitcoin. Pokemon. Oh gosh, I'm really off to a bad start. Rhyperior. Uh, that's got to be a shitcoin. I feel like that is a Pokemon. Oh my god. Oh man. I don't know these either. I hear them. Gliscor. Uh. Okay, I'm gonna have to go with shitcoin again. That is a Pokemon. God, you're really screwing with my psychology. Now, this is man. correct. That's how we play shitcoin or Pokemon. <laughs> Next one is Bytok. Uh, Pokemon. Shitcoin, shit my friend. Of uh, course, the one. Of course, golly, man. Aurorus. Reward? If is there a reward if I get zero right? Uh, no one's gotten zero wrong. <laughs> so we'll so see. Would be the best. <laughs> no one's gotten zero correct yet. Right, well, that's my new goal now. That's my new goal is to actually just guess the opposite. <laughs> Here we go. Aurorus. Uh, Pokemon. Correct. Yes, one. Axiom. Okay, look at that. Look at that. Axiom. Shitcoin. Correct. That's two. Tellurion. Shitcoin. Correct. Three. Luminion. Pokemon. Correct. That's four. Addens. Shitcoin. Correct. Five. Geo or Gyo. Shitcoin. Correct. Six. Shirty. Uh, Pokemon. Shitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> Melotic. Uh, shitcoin. Pokemon. Vestoria. Uh, Pokemon. Shitcoin, wow. folks. <laughs> you guys suck at this. You guys Thank you all so much. You have a score of six total in shitcoin or Pokemon. Thank you so much for playing. That's actually not. Way, honestly, dude, that was way harder than I thought it was. Gonna be. <laughs> I got, I got, I got I here, like chest high, like ready to just come in. You know, good God, man. But uh, I just wanted to uh, thank you guys, and I just want to leave the floor open to tell people that might be might have just learned about you guys uh, where they can find you and all that jazz. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, like thank you guys, man. We had a blast. Uh, cool. Let's 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 try and do it again in the next couple months or so. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Thank you guys. Come back on. Um, and uh, well, so for everybody that's that's new to us, we're Crypto Collective. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Crypto Collective. You can find us on Twitter at Your Crypto Guide. You can still look up Crypto Collective. I think we'll pop up. Um, 
We are on Medium as well. You can like our Facebook. Uh, our website is at www.cryptocollective.io. We've got some good mass. We've got a great masternode guide, a guide to ICOs, um, a beginner's guide for anybody looking to get into crypto, uh, as well as all of like you know the conglomerate of all of our streams and and social media accounts. Uh, and you know we're really we we love working with people in the space. We're open to a lot of different kind of collaborations and stuff. So. We work with projects, we work with ICOs, um, we work with individuals in some instances. Um, so, you know, hit us up. We're, we're really an open book and, and open to collaborating. So get in touch with yeah. us uh, at hellocrypt at cryptocollective.io. Awesome. Oh, cool. Well, excellent. That's awesome. Well, excellent, guys. Well, to our listeners, visit us at thecoinboys.com whenever you guys want to get in contact with us. You can email us at thecoinboys at thecoinboys.com. Uh, what yeah, is our Twitter and, and Instagram? Our Twitter for? is Coinboys Podcast, and our Instagram is Coinboys Cast. And uh, anyway, thanks guys so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it, uh, and we'll catch you guys soon. Yeah, uh, our listeners, please rate, subscribe, review on Google Play, on SoundCloud, and on iTunes. Yeah, Smash your, that like button, as guys. Andy brush your say. teeth, everyone. You know, take care of your hygiene, and we'll see you guys later. Mm-hmm.